bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. Your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Why not? Let's do it. It's that time of night. Six o'clock in the Mile High City, and here comes the Modern Eater Show live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Greg Hollenbeck, Brian Freeman, Little Rich Snyder, Jay Parker, Dave Avery. All's well in the world, Brian. The whole family here in the Rocky Mountains, right? It is a Rocky Mountain Saturday night. Goes from cold to rain to hot back again. And it was just a beautiful day today in Colorado, I can tell you that. Uh, summer dinner series, we're halfway through. And I'll tell you what, Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother, she did an outstanding job last she rocked Tuesday it, night. Didn't she? Let's do this. Uh, let's inter- introduce this first guest because Chef Jesper Janssen, he's close to my heart. Uh, he's a man that, uh, a man of many talents. He's the ambassador of food. He keeps it all together, and I'll tell you what, I've known Jesper for quite some time, but um, we'll, we'll talk about why he's special. Jesper, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm oh. excited to be here. <laughs> well, <laughs> so your first visit to Studio Kitchen, Colorado. That is correct. That is correct. The last time I was uh, with you guys was last year for the dinner series. Oh, that's right, over at uh, Barbecue Supply. Yep. Which was the ACF Colorado Chefs Association uh, for the Apprenticeship Fund. And we got together 10 ACF chefs and uh, a couple of their apprentices put together a great evening involved. And Joan Brewster, we paid homage to her. Yep. What a wonderful lady. The uh, outgoing Joan Brewster and now uh, ensconced in her position as the executive directress is, is Colleen Ferreira. That's and correct. we're going to come up on the August 13th for the ACF Summer Dinner Series dinner. So a lot to catch up on, but tonight's going to be a really cool show because we're going to have Jesper Janssen here with us for the entire show. And I'll tell you why that's special. I'll tell you a story, Brian. Long time ago. Story time. Uh, we'll call it four years and three months ago, to yep. be precise. But um, leading up to that was January, so the three months. I think we launched the Modern Eater in 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 March or April. Um, He's really building up to this, Jesper. Of, of 2015. <laughs> Thanks for killing my thunder. No, 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 no. Keep it going, babe. I like it. I like it. Um, Jesper and I had an idea as I was uh, sunsetting out of the dating coach yep. on K-How. Yep. Which, a little history, did you know there was the Modern Dater show? Uh, I love it. I have seen the Modern Dater on YouTube. I, I had to get into the YouTube classical vault, but it was there. I figured <laughs> I couldn't be that guy my whole life, the Sheikha Cherry Creek, right? Which I'm yeah. very well known for, that we had to migrate into something different. Well, upon talking to Jesper for quite some time, and I knew that I, I really love the community. I love food and beverage. I love the things that we did, but I was just flat-footed. I didn't have the knowledge base um, that a chef would have um, to even go in the right directions with a food and beverage show. So Jesper was crazy enough to say, you know what, I'll go down this road with you. So we founded the Modern Eater Show yep. together. Yes, we did. And uh, there, was, there was something. We had a, we had a good time uh, leading up to it. Looking back on it, though, Jesper, it was terrifying. 
And I'll tell yeah. you why. And, and I think sometimes, and, and listen to me, because I think this, this translates through entrepreneurship, through business startups, through it, it sometimes is, it works in your benefit to not know better. <laughs> yes, it does. Ignorance is bliss sometimes, because my you, friend. I don't know that I would have started this. I truly don't. If, if looking back at four years and three months, um, you know, where did we begin? Yeah. Where I, we began was like, let's, we know we like barbecue. So let's go around. And, but at the same time, this is a business. We've got bills to pay. We've got to keep the show on the air on the weekends. We've got to cultivate some sponsors. So we head up north and just start hitting barbecue places in hopes that we're just going to meet people, Jesper. Yeah, That's yeah. all that it was. Yeah, we were knocking on doors and, and trying it out. but And there well, were. You know, but, but ultimately, um, I think Denver is better off having the modern eater. So even though we were two greenhorns there wondering what the heck we should be doing while fixing cars, remember that? <laughs> Well, there were times where there, I mean, there were truly weeks where we said, I don't know how we're going to keep the show on the air this weekend. I don't know how we're going to continue to be able to do this. And the, the luck of the draw, the luck of good people around us, the, just luck in general. I think opportunity meant luck and, and perseverance and just drive and drive and drive that obstacles really weren't obstacles. Well, I would ask so, Greg, do you think it was really luck or do you think, I mean, you guys were working hard. It wasn't like, listen, I look at somebody, luck is someone walks in a 7-Eleven and buys a lottery ticket and wins. You guys, that's that's not what you guys were doing. You guys were, you you had some methodology behind your madness. At least you, you chose a starting point that was barbecue. So, I mean, well, I, I give I know, you guys but, kudos but, for but, that. But here's the deal. The, the thought process spans way behind that. The thought process was there were a lot of people wondering, we, you boys have no business doing a food and beverage show. Um, you, no, you guys I'm, had no value. You guys <laughs> had no value to your sponsors. Yeah. Uh, well, wait, was Gabby a chef? Was Gabby Gourmet ever a chef? You know, I don't I'm, think she I'm was, not, man. I'm not sure about that, and I don't even know that we do the same things as other traditional uh, shows here because um, truly you look uh, – and this I'm is, just saying I but, don't think right. you needed to be a so, chef so to, here's what to ask good questions. Here, here's what I will say is I truly don't think that there's any traditional food and beverage radio show that has any value for anybody at all. To and I and I knew that going with the brand, I knew that you know here we sit today in Studio Kitchen, Colorado, and our networking is off the hook, and we've built this cabal of people that we can mobilize and that we can draw from for new ideas. But we didn't have that before. We actually had people that wanted us to fail, to not succeed, and the model of turning on a microphone on a Saturday night at 6 p.m. and being done at 8 p.m. and turning it off like a lot of the hosts do on, on radio, the traditional radio food and beverage shows, that those are irrelevant to me yep. at this point in time. Spoken word is coming back, but I always have said that when the show's over is when the real work begins. When you build that content, you got to make sure it's in the hands of people that want it when they want it. Yep. And so, you know, it was an expensive proposition to be validated by the modern eater with iHeart, with Denver's talk station 630K How. But at the end of the day, 
when somebody would cut you a check, and that's why I look at folks like Jeff Rourke from A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Yep. He's been yep. here with us pretty much since the long haul because he believed yep. in the product and what we were going to evolve into, yep. uh, which w was kind of the foresight of the brand. And throughout the years, I mean, it's just like Jesper came to a point in time with you where you were like, and, and, and if this was a politician saying it, that I need to spend more time with my family, yeah. means you were in big trouble. You were, you were yeah. stepping down for some reason. Yeah. But truly, the, the, those were the things. And, and I had to keep pushing the brand forward, keep yeah. pushing the brand yeah. forward. So throughout the years, seeing Nikki Olst as a co-host on the show, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now in the seat with Brian Freeman, yeah. of, of constantly trying to get better and build this network bigger and stronger. And I have to tell you what, Jesper, uh, part of what we did to lay this foundation years ago came from the humility of you and I just punching the pavement. And let's not forget the guy who was along with us the whole time. Yeah, well, Look there's at him only right there. one. There's only one. Mr. And how he's still modest, I don't know. Mr. Jay Parker. Oh, you guys are talking about me. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> four, and a, four and a half years, right? You know what's funny is I, for a second I heard you talking and you were going, and I'm like, hey, man, I was around too, you know? <laughs> and, then you, and then you go, and the guys. Uh, so go ahead, but what are you saying? No, I, and I look at all of us, and, and, and Jay, I, I look at you within this brand as kind of the cornerstone, you know, that, that very... Um, you know the lighthouse in the in the fog, the uh, the glue or the straw that I wouldn't go mix, that. mixes right, the drink. You know? But truly, from the from beginning on, you know Jay's jobs evolved a lot. Yeah. I mean a ton. But you look at and and here's one here. Here's the former sponsor, Declaration Brewing Company. Yeah. It, it, and it, sometimes it kind of kind of kills me that those early on sponsors when we had our best intentions going forward that we truly didn't have much value for those sponsors well that, greg let me the value let me that we have today you, though. things have changed wish. in the last i mean think about when you got into this four years ago think about where social media was think about how that has evolved into being an integral part of most businesses now where four years ago that wasn't. So you guys were really treading new grounds in the fact that you were just on the radio and a podcast and look at how that's evolved now where people are dying to consume your product months after you, you've done it, months after you've created the excitement here in the kitchen, right. people still want to get with involved. The, so. With the infusion of social media, and we have to break and we'll come back, but with the infusion of social media and some of the new things that are out there, and, and yes, those are great tools for any business, not just this media brand, but the point being is, is that we, me, you probably knew a lot more, we went to that Mile High Stadium, the taste of the Denver Broncos. Yep. Keegan Gerhart was there. Yep. First time I had met Keegan. Very polite, sweet guy. But going down the roads and seeing Jen Jasinski, first time. First time even hearing her name. Yep. Alex Seidel, Troy Gard. I was so flat-footed. I was so green. I had no idea who these folks were. And you know what? They didn't give a flip of who we were or what we did. Mm -hmm. And it was just another brand out there that was floundering and and looking back on that it, it scares the bejesus out of me that we were actually able to but overcome Keegan gave us things. a hell of a good uh, story on yelp yes yes he did we'll actually talk about that a little bit but i wanted to do that with you Jesper, because i felt it was very important 
Um, there were times when we sat, and, and again, you love to fix cars. We sat outside and fixed your cars, and and, and we just talked, and we and yep. we talked about where this brand would go. And it was, there were some pretty dark days. So it's uh, not only um, exhilarating and exciting to have you here in this kitchen today to see, you know what, Jesper, look what's been built. We got teenagers now. All right, let's take a break. It's 617 in the Mile High City. Greg Holland back, Brian Freeman. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. In the meantime and in between time, keep it locked on Facebook because you'll see the smiling face of Little Rich Snyder right now, which is the worth the price of admission alone. So we'll take that break. We'll come right back. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. So what's the deal with Belgian beers? Why are they so popular? Well, for starters, Belgium is a country the size of Maryland that produces more than 800 different beers, the greatest number of original beer styles on the planet. And they are amazing. At Brews Beers, badass Belgian-style beers are our thing, and we do them like no one else. All the classics, like doubles, triples, quads, and wit beers, plus our own Belgian-inspired creations. Sour beers, fruit beers, and wood-aged beers. Brews Beers is at 67th and Pecos in Midtown. We have food trucks daily, or bring in whatever you like, including your dog, who is always welcome inside or outside on our large patio. Check us out on social media or on our website at brewsbeers.com. That's Brews Beers, B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, just 10 minutes north of downtown. The place to go for badass Belgian-style beers. Hey, it's Greg Hollenbeck. Anymore these days, when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. The Goods is truly a cultural melting pot, a family restaurant open to all. Their bar program is amazing. Saddle up at their long, luxurious bar, have a nice craft beer or a cocktail. Like their Facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week. Located on East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Across from East High School with free parking in a garage in back look them up online thegoodsrestaurant.com i'll see you at the goods hey colorado this is brian freeman owner of growers organic and a host on the modern eater talk show growers organic is a colorado sourcing company who provides colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce i've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. 
At the Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Hey guys, it's Carly Smith, the Fairy Godmother here. Don't get too excited. <laughs> Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. I love your guts. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Let's go make some bone broth. All right, let's go make some bone broth. That was Carly Smith, a very good mother. Was her food, uh, you know, I just did not expect what she was going to bring that night. I couldn't believe it. To be honest. I, I mean, you know Carly Smith, right? I do not know. Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother. She uh, performed like a chef that has been cooking for 30 years. Right, Brian? More than that. It I, was, it was, she brought something here that was, I, I mean, and maybe it was the, the people that. Explain the summer dinner Summer ah, dinner series. Get, explain that while I get our next guest on, our 615 guest, Christopher Moore, that works at uh, Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink in this segment. Another ACF chef, but we'll leave. Well, the up. summer dinner series is big. Here, let me go back because you really got to take a step back to go before the summer dinner series to, to where it all evolved, which was really the summer road trip. And it was an idea that Greg, Jay, and myself were sitting together one night saying, you guys, what if we took this road trip? And I was like, going, oh boy, I was nervous about it. I'll, I'll tell you, I had my, my concerns, but it was this idea of let's go visit all the farms. And I, and because I, this is something that I did with growers already, but not at the level of let's go visit the farms. Let's go tell their story on social media. Let's go interview each one of these farmers. And, and as that conversation evolved, it was like, yeah, we could go engage with these farmers and then we could have the farmers connect with some of the chefs that we have back in Denver, cook their food. And then that was the birth to the summer dinner series from all of that. And we were looking, you know, the next thing was, is, well, where could we do this? Where is a venue? Where could we go where we could get alcohol involved and not, and be able to let our distillers come in and our brewers come in and not be at a place that was saying, well, we're going to charge you for them to come in. Cause we were just like you guys in the beginning, Jesper, yep. scrappy, trying to figure it out. And thank God for Greg Hollenbach because so eight weeks in a row, eight weeks in a row. I was just getting there. I was just there eight weeks in a row and, uh, we're and nine weeks this year. Are we doing nine weeks this year? We've sold out every single dinner except the one I really love. Okay. So summerdinnerseries.com. You can check this out. The ACF Colorado Chefs Association dinner, which we'll be doing a big push in the next couple of weeks. Some of the finest chefs I know and some of my best friends. As we see Paul, uh, Paul Huddleston on on Facebook, Chef Paul, good to see you too. I'm hearing us. That's me. <laughs> I know we're live on Facebook. Chef Paul Huddleston. Um, there are folks that tune in. Best food and beverage show around. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate that. And then here comes Christopher Moore. Hey, Greg. Chef Christopher Moore and uh, Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink. It's your new spot. That's it. And I love that place. That's great. It's right at MSU, right at Spearner area. It's a, it's a, we're getting ready to change menus. Um, all modern, we're doing all Colorado, uh, all local. And because the idea is that we get a lot of travelers through the hotel and the hospitality and give them something that they can, don't experience anywhere else in the country. 
So all our menus are geared to that sense. You guys get you, just tighten that up a little bit. Act like you <laughs> this is my buddy. <laughs> I got, know this guy. Now last year you guys teamed up for a dish, uh, didn't you? No, last year I was with nope. Patrick Hartnett doing from Museum of Nature and Science. Okay, um, right. And your last last year, do you remember? No, I, was, was it Jason hit? Morse? Uh, yes, it was. Yes, it yes, was yes, Jason yes. Morse. Yeah. So this year, Jay, and it was we've got dish. seven chefs confirmed, right? So these seven chefs. Yes. Uh, so. Emma Nemechek and David Lewis, David right? Lewis. Two, two desserts. of the best yep. dessert makers around. Period. So they're Chocolate, gonna, chocolates here are ridiculous. They're no-brainers. We're going to match them up. So there's a course, right? Last course. And then we have Jay. Uh, we have s these two gentlemen right here in yep. front of you. Yep. And then we have Samantha New and Brandon Becker. Now these guys, have, nice. do both of you guys know Samantha and Brandon? I've, I've met them both, haven't worked with them. Okay, yeah. so they're, first of all, top notch, top notch chefs. And they are a couple too. They weren't when- Yes, they weren't when they uh, started working with us. But now they're they're a couple. And they're, they're not only adorable, but they're talented, they're hardworking. And so uh, with Eclat Culinary is Eclat Eclat Culinary. She is silent. And she does. <laughs> there's <laughs> little Rich. She, you, you should throw your headset on here, Rich. Just have this conversation. Um, so they're gonna do, I think, the main course together. Oh, for that. Okay. I, I did I not realize they were ACF chefs. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And That's then um, these guys, I want you to have a course all to yourself. And we are. And I'm also good. doing. I'm also doing something uh, password with. Uh, John Irvin's uh, gluten-free things with his bread. So I'm doing a, an, a, an hors d'oeuvre with, with his gluten-free bread. He will be thrilled to so, hear that. Oh, my John gosh. Irvin, you come, you yeah. remember Crazy John, don't you? Yep. The gluten-free guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't I, he, forget that guy. He's celebrating his birthday oh, in, um, fantastic. In, in Florida right now. Well, so. happy birthday to him. Yeah. Well, and you know, Greg, I was over at the Ritz-Carlton this week, and the head chef there is pumped about working with he's, – he's an ACF member. He was saying Colleen's getting him – in, involved in the nice. show, and I, I was actually just talking with Chef Christopher about that as well. I've yet to meet him. Do you know that gentleman? I, I haven't met him yet, um, but yeah, through the email email thread, there's been a lot of enthusiasm about uh, what you know, who's doing what. That's the big question. So I believe we're taking tackling one of the first courses using uh, potatoes, corn, and chicken, and then uh, and then it goes from there. So I haven't not a lot of detail yet, but as soon as we get all get a menu together. Let's get that out there and uh, yeah. drive drive uh, drive some people coming here. So we'll oh, get, chef, yeah. We'll get the great ingredients. Yep. Right. right. Absolutely. And then you guys play with them, put them together. But uh, what I want you two to do is explain the AC. How do you talk? How do you even begin to talk about the Colorado Chefs Association? Where you've seen it from? Where it's going to? I think it's a really important conversation, and I'd like for you two to do that because all roads lead back to the apprenticeship program, which we're proud to say. 100% of the proceeds go towards the Colorado Chefs Association apprenticeship program that night. And I think that's a pretty big deal because we love to cultivate this community of chefs into jobs that they would really love to have with the skill base. Yeah. Well, it, it's um, so in short, short version is it's a nonprofit, obviously educational program. So everything we, we do uh, is to share our knowledge and uh, find good candidates to participate in our program and help them through a program. Obviously, this is uh, there's a lot of young students that go through it, 
straight out of high school and then there are people that are changed professions through you know through their lives and, and want to do something else um hard work and a lot of passion that's what it'll it'll take chef is that the entry i mean is that the gateway to really become a chef or would you guys are you fine-tuning other chefs or is it just really like you said you get in some people straight out of high school i can i can answer that so uh the apprenticeship program is actually just what jesper said where it's you have people that maybe want to change careers or you have those young people that watch a cooking show and get like really, us brian like what it, we're like, about to do get really passionate about wanting to learn how to cook and be a part of our industry um but at the same time the american culinary federation is also the certification uh that's the chef's association that gives you your certification to become you test out at you show proficiency in becoming a certified executive chef or a certified working pastry chef or even reaching the the, the echelon of being a certified master chef so the acf is what what gives you those those uh, extra letters after your name, uh, but uh, the apprenticeship program itself is what we do to help promote our industry and our trade because we are a trade and we're also an art. Which I love I love the certification part of that because I think that offers legitimacy. Yes, Jay. I mean, broadcasting school. Are you are you certified in like uh, Adobe? No, as you as you know, I'm definitely not certified in Adobe. What, what are you certified? Uh, which, in case somebody's listening, is a, a software program where you audio. What are you certified in? I'm I'm certified, I believe, crazy uh, for being in this business. Um, but no, that's uh, broadcasting school's an expensive foot in the door, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion, be because without broadcasting school, wouldn't have been an intern at iHeart, met you, and so on and so forth. But unfortunately, that curriculum that they have, it's like you get three days to learn a certain software on a computer, and then you move on to something. So it's like you learn it for three days, then you forget it. You know. Anyway, you, you get what tough. I'm saying. So you're saying it's much different than the ACF program, where you're becoming proficient at something. A that lot. You, yeah. you could finish their program, and you've already got a foot in the door. I mean, obviously, right now, Colorado, yeah. We're in, a, we're in a weird place because Colorado, I just, I just talked to someone the other day. Did you know there is 13 jobs for every unemployed person right now in Colorado? Is how crazy our unemployment is not. Right. You know, it's not crazy, but it, it's bad for those working professionals out there who right. need help. Um, no, it's, but it's difficult. It's very. We have one of the lowest uh, employment rates in the nation. You, you know, if you go on culinary agents, and you know, New York City has 2,500 open positions. Colorado has like 46. Wow. For perspective. So there's. I mean, we're. It's, it's really difficult to get good qualified people into the kitchen that actually have passion and have drive and have the work work ethic to do the job. Yeah, kind of weeds out the suckers too. It doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> weeds well, them out. But but the foundation and the base to be able mm-hmm. to grow upon. Right, absolutely. It is really fantastic. I you know I've I've been in this industry 26 years and I'm still learning. I learn, you know I had a uh, one of my my sous chef actually taught me something and I'm like wow you know that's something I did not know. Isn't that a cool feeling? It though? is. It is. You know, he's half my age and he's an EMT, but, you know, but more power to him. What, what did he teach you? Um, yeah, I, I can't talk about it on air. Oh, it's okay. okay. <laughs> well, I thought it was a little bit more along the lines of beef stroganoff than, than whatever you no, can't he, say on the air. But. No, no. Well, no, he actually taught me about cryovac machines, vacuum seal machines, because oh. um, he's fluent in a language. And, and he's like, oh, no, I know how to work this machine because I can read the instructions. I'm like, well, 
more power to you, dude. Yeah, there you then, go. Then you just named your task. Yeah. Well, but that's your, you're using that talent to Suve. And, sure. you know, right. so we got to break to go to break, yeah, though. Yeah, let's do it. Chef Christopher Moore, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Always. Anytime. Come join these guys. I mean, truly, uh, they'll become friends of yours, and the talent is off the hook. So the ACF, Colorado Chefs Association Apprenticeship. Uh, dinner slash uh, proceeds go 100% to the I love that. Colorado Chefs So the next apprentice last year, we and gave them how much? I think 25, 3,500 bucks last yeah, year. Yeah. So yeah. let's do it again. Yeah, let's awesome. do it again. So we'll see you uh, back on the 13th here. The yeah, 13th, if not sooner. That's fantastic. There <laughs> nice. he is, Chef Christopher Moore. Yes, for Johnson's going to continue with us because we have old friends in the house. Bel Bear Creek Distilling Company and Jay Johnson's here with us with a, a new friend as well. Oh, he's over in the little rich corner. <laughs> I was just looking for Jay. And uh, boy, we have some stories to talk about. You're, he'll be on for a half an hour plus. I've been wanting to learn how to make kombucha. So in the second hour of the show, we'll catch up with True Bucha. And then next up on deck is Dan Casey. Oh, nope. Sorry. I'm jumping ahead of segment. JT Eberly from Pasture Provisions will be with us next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, pizza lovers. It's your pizza guy here, Jason McGovern, with Crush Pizza and Tap right here in Denver, Colorado. With your help, let's make pizza great again. Come into Crush Pizza and Tap for our award-winning pizza, wings, and local beer. But we're serving up three styles of pizza for you to crush. Dig into our Chicago deep dish with sauce on top of the cornmeal crust. And don't forget about our Sicilian, that's right, with cheesy crisp edges and that soft, soft crust. Don't forget about America's pizza. How could you do that? Crush Pizza and Taps hand-tossed pizza will take your taste buds back, back, back to that neighborhood pizzeria you loved as a kid. You like deals? Come in and mention The Modern Eater and get a buy one, get one free on our hand-tossed pizzas any day of the week. Man, that's good. Lastly, don't forget to crush our award-winning smoked wings. They're a little rich approved and loved by everyone. Crush Pizza and Taps conveniently located at 1200 West 38th Avenue, just minutes from downtown. Come and crush pizza with us. We've been making pizza great again since 2012. It's Crush Pizza and Tap. Colleen Ferreira here with the Colorado Chefs Association. You've probably heard the excitement. This year, we are creating a stir in the culinary community. This is your personal invitation to join us on our constant culinary adventure. Let us open up our network to you and help you grow professionally. Whether you are a chef, purveyor, brewer, baker, we are here to build your brand, your business, and connect you with Colorado's culinary community. Join us. I'd love to hear from you. Email me, Colleen, at acfcoloradochefs.org. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and The Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Christopher Moore was just showing me some delicious tomatoes, which I would bet those are from Growers Organic. They are from Growers Organic. Why wouldn't they be? Uh, more deliciousness comes from Aspen Baking Company, and I couldn't be more thrilled 
to have these guys on board, Aspen Baking Company, Rich. I'm a, I want to throw a couple words in there. I mean, I've known Jeff for so long. He's actually helped me a whole bunch. And when I see the passion that he puts into his bread, the the ethics and the way that he runs his business and how his, his business is customer service oriented and how he develops his team and makes a great product, uh, he's a natural addition to the modern eater. Absolutely. And those are folks that I really, really, they're endeared to me. Um, Hollis and Cody Ann, they're the, the gals that are out there pounding the pavement. And Brian, you know how important that oh, yeah. front force, you know, the, the front line is to be able to go out, and these guys are making it happen. So Hollis uh, is not here tonight with us. We're hoping to get her on the show next week, but Cody Ann was here last week, and they have the new grab-and-go portion, which Cody Ann is a part of. Yes. Um, if you see those around town, truly, you're going to get a delicious sandwich. And I always say it starts with the bread. Yeah. Bread has well, to but be they delicious. make so many different kinds. That's what's so That's cool right. about Aspen, because it's just not your your generic white bread. It's yeah. every kind of bread yeah. you can imagine. And then Hollis does the retail for the bread itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, we'll get them back on. But I could be mil- more thrilled to have Aspen Baking Company on board with the Modern Eater Show. Check them out yourself, aspenbaking.com. Look at the varieties. We have so many uh, restaurant owners and restaurateurs that watch and listen to the show. And uh, I would encourage you, if you want the best, you always say bake with the best. It's Aspen Baking Company. Yeah, they are. Their croissants are heaven. Yo, yo, what's up? This is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, this is a cool show because uh, having fun with these guys, myself, Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, Jay Parker, Little Rich Schneider, and Dave Avery, all's well in the world. And Jesper Janssen continues on with us, and I think it's fitting that you're here with us because you're seeing a lot of the old friends. Oh, I'm it's having just, a blast today. Bring it bring it on back through, and, and coming full circle in life, it's really cool to be able to see growth with that. And as we grow into the future, it's guys like this and JT Eberly with Pasture for Provisions. How are you? Great to be back. Welcome I'm, back. To I'm the, glad I'm here. I know it. Uh, so much that you do for us, and, and we just like to return the favor. But for folks that don't know or just being uh, acquainted with you for the first time, take a couple of minutes and talk about Pasture Provisions. Yeah, so, so Pasture Provision, uh, our motto is you are what you meet. So <laughs> it's all about what you put in. Good food in, good results. Garbage in, garbage out, right? So um, we spent a lot of time uh, focusing on finding really really, really high quality um, local vendors that are focused on pasture-raised meats and um, grass-fed meats. So grass-fed beef and lamb, pasture-raised pork and chicken, and pastured eggs. And these folks are just doing amazing, amazing work, really high animal welfare standards, and putting out, honestly, like some of the best product that you can get in Colorado. And outside of a farmer's market or buying directly from these folks, you just can't get your hands on it. And so we figured out a model where we could buy those whole animals and redistribute that to the people here on the front range in manageable quantities and, and give them that just great quality, that hyper-local food. And um, it's just been great. Like, business is booming right now. We're having fun this summer. The market season's in full swing. We're at the CSAs and on the show here. Yeah, but it's but it's bigger than that, JT, because quite honestly, what you're doing is you're actually, you know, I'm bridging that gap and I'm that link between the farm or ranch to the restaurant to the chef, to the grocer, but you're going straight to the person and yeah. that's a big deal. So tell people how they can, I mean, because you're, you're bridging a gap that a lot of people don't ever get to see. I mean, you also work with chefs. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, you also do work w with some chefs around town, but tell people about what exactly, how you're getting it out there. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's a completely online-based business. So people can go on. We, it's a subscription service, and we deliver it right to your door. So basket sizes that meet every household's need, um, typically three, five, and 10 pounds, but we got some other options as well. And, and we package up really, really great quality meat, deliver it right to your door. It's frozen so that you're not pressured to cook it right away and just super fresh veggies and eggs. And so it just gives you a great way to do your meal planning for the week, the convenience of home delivery at a great price point from a price per pound. And um, people are just eating it up. Like, we're loving it. Our customer retention is just fantastic. And I think it's just because they realize the quality of this versus a lot of what you can find in the store is just vastly different. Well, quality and connection, JT. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you're, it, yeah. What's part, of it, part of it is they're healthy. They're still alive. Yeah, absolutely, and, and, and our them a customers aren't dying off. Yeah, Wait, oh, Rich, they just say it's frozen. Yeah, it's frozen when it comes in. And, and that's important because that reduces the food waste. If we were doing a fresh product, people would be pressured to cook it. It could result in waste if they don't get to it right away, and we'd have more just um, well, spoilage on it. Squell that myth. Yeah. That's a myth, man. Yeah. Everyone thinks that they're getting yeah. fresh, and very rarely oh, for sure. do you ever get fresh meat. Yeah, because the reality is, is sure. it's all, most of it, I mean, I'll tell you, I've been around. 90% of it is frozen, and we shouldn't have a stigma around it. Yeah. Because the reality is, is that the freezing it is preserving it so you can eat it at, as fresh as it yeah. was once. Absolutely. Yeah, so you want it, you want it uh, let's say, extend it a little bit frozen or chemically? Yeah. Yes. Well, what's I'll interesting, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of see you as like the, the – so Brian Freeman, when we go around to these farms, these small farms uh, in Colorado, these farms sing the praises of Brian Freeman so much because they wouldn't know how to go to market without somebody. Absolutely. Like and, 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 and just quickly, I, and I'll let you dovetail off that. But I see the same thing from you. So before we went on Road Trip 2019 – you turned us on to a couple of places. We were able to see 50% of them. We wanted to go see the Amish egg guy yep. so bad, and we will catch him next time around. But the places that you're curating, the relationships that you have, I, and I call this the ground beef conundrum, and I don't know whether I'm on to this or not, but the conundrum for these small ranchers in, in, in beef particularly is how do we go to market with a product that we do so many great things with them from birth to grass fed to, okay, now how do we finish them? Do we slaughter them early, which some of the models we see it at nine months, nine months or about 800 pounds, right? Yulins, yep. Do, do we take it to auction? Do we sell it to a feedlot? So you're doing all these great things, but now it's time to make some money off your commodity. And a lot of times these ranchers can't do that and they try and sell like to a restaurant direct and they want all the premium cuts and they're left with a ton of ground beef because that's the nature of the business to the point of where some of these ranchers will even grind a whole cow because they're left, uh, they, they don't know what to do. So that ground beef conundrum of being able to bring it to market so they can do these things, but being able to set up a process like you have to where you can work directly with these small ranches to be able to make a commitment to them to be able to, am I on to anything of yeah, how you can be that gateway of help? We have the ground beef conundrum too, but I mean, the, what we're getting at here is these folks that we often work with are on the Western Slope. So they're in smaller communities. They're raising hundreds of heads of animal, but it's still small scale, but still you got to get them to market. And you're right. They're going through those traditional channels. 
and they don't have the bandwidth because they're ranching to go to farmers markets outside of their region. So how do they get it to market? And we become a great outlet. We've had Parker Pastures on. You guys have met with Toby. Yes. Um, we're working uh, Song Grace Best. You went and visited on the road yes. trip. So these folks are just working super hard to take care of these animals, and now they got to get them to market and be on the sales side. And so we've become a great outlet for them in the sense of being able to bring that to the front range. But we have full transparency. When you get a package of our meat, it says the farm's name on it, not pasture provisions. You know exactly where it came from. It's on our website. You can link to theirs. You can understand the philosophy, the love, and the care that these people put into it. And we feel that's really important to make that connection. We're the distribution channel, and, and we're an important part of it, but we're not the ones putting all that sweat equity into yeah. raising that animal. And, and you're talking about animals being slaughtered at nine months, 12 months. Our beef's like 28 to 36 months. I mean, it For takes a, a long time to hang on yeah. to it that yeah. long. It it's takes a long time to get them to wait and get them to that proper marbling and that flavor profile you want. And these people have to be patient. It takes a lot of time to do it the right way where it is a grass-fed and grass-finished product. Ooh. And so, um, yeah, it's... Um, I could live on that for a long time. Yeah. But so I, I want to go I into that. Yeah, we, we're going to have him back on the next segment, right? We're going to have him on, but we're also going to check in with our friends over there. I love how this goes full circle. So you get the, the ranchers with the delicious meat. You have guys like JT Eberly, and then it goes to your grill to complete that circle so let's do that let's take a break we'll do in the kitchen we'll catch up with dan casey um over at proud souls barbecue and provisions you guys this is a great conversation we'll continue it next on the modern eater show choose your path through cyberland don't forget to check us out on instagram and facebook for all the fun photos and videos just search the modern eater or check out the website TheModernEater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, 
then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. All right, I was going to talk about uh, Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions, but I'd rather bring the man on itself. So let's hit that open for uh, the In the Kitchen segment right now. Feed me now! This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! I'm starving! And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Rock you by. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions, award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. They'll feed you all night long, all day, all night long, because uh, when you're smoking, when you're smoking meat, there's no end to it. Let's bring him on the phone right now, Dan Casey, Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Is he there? I'm here. What's up, fellas? <laughs> there he is, Dan. You guys are working so hard. So Dan, uh, Dan Casey and his partner Tony, uh, they're working hard over there with their. The, so you've got Chris and you've got Frank, and uh, Dan and Tony. And these guys, uh, you talk about passion. So Greg Hollenbeck, Brian Freeman, Jesper Janssen's here with us, Chef Jesper. So have you, Jesper, have you had the opportunity to learn about Proud Souls? I have not, no. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, Dan, before we get on and start talking about all the great things you do over there, I was going to, this is what my live would have sounded like if if you weren't here with (laughs) us. So, So here's the deal. It's midway through summer, right? And so you guys out yes, there sir. that love to barbecue, and you said, I'm going to limp through another summertime, and I'm going to just use my same old grill that's on its last leg, and, and at this point, summer's halfway over. So I'm going to fight it out through the rest of the year, and I've got my eye on something. But no, that's not when you want to do it. You want to do it right now. Colorado summers last a long time. They go through the end of the year, right? And at the end of the yep. year you're still going to be barbecuing. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, and I barbecue year-round. And you, I'm just one of those diehards, man. So you, you, you're the guy out there or, or the rare gal, and more and more gals I'm seeing that are wanting to barbecue and smoke meats. Um, here it is. Coming into August, now's the best time because these guys get a little bit of breather through the rush of July. And if you want to get educated on the equipment that's going to make you the talk of your neighborhood, that's going to give you the best quality, and it, and it proves time and time again of seeing these guys. And we'll talk about their barbecue class in a minute. But now if you want personalized service, you go to Pr- Proud Souls Barbecue and Provision on 25th and Federal Street. Check them out online at ProudSoulsBBQ.com. But these are the authorities. These are the guys with passion, and these are the guys that are going to help you out. It's Proud Souls barbecue and provisions what do you think dan i couldn't say any better myself greg nice work there buddy 
Well, listen. Um, okay, so we you... talked about that. We're halfway through summertime now. Well, oh. now, you know, and if you, you're on Facebook Live and you're seeing this beautiful green egg with the billows of smoke coming out the back. Four chickens inside of it just and this, cooking so nice. This Yoder <laughs> smoker that's all fired up. Well, what do you do? Talk directly, Dan, to the guy or gal that's out there that says, you know what, I'm going to just limp through the rest of this summertime. I'm going to regroup into spring. Tell them why is, now's a good time to strike. Well, as you mentioned, Greg, uh, you know, we all live in Colorado. We know how beautiful things are. Um, it's been hot the last couple of weeks, but family vacations are kind of coming to a close. School's starting back up. People are kind of getting back into their normal routine. Um, you know, we kind of roll through November, December, where we can do everything from summer grilling, um, carrying that over to the fall where you're doing tailgate parties, you're cooking small appetizers, uh, right up into to Thanksgiving where you're doing turkeys. Um, upwards of, you know, the holidays where you're cooking for friends and family. Um, it's not uncommon to have a, a beautiful, beautiful December day where you can fire up your cooker. And, you know, we try to meet people uh, where they're at. So whether you're a, a seasoned cook just looking for to take it to the next level or someone who has had a gas grill or maybe a, a kettle smoker for, for their entire lives and are looking to uh, jump into the pellet gate. So come see us at our shop. It's uh, a uh, a, a great shop, a very welcoming shop. We love chat and barbecue. We love talking to people, meeting people from all over the city and finding out, you know, what level they're at, where they want to go, how many people they're cooking for, what they like to cook, whether, um, as you mentioned, it's a, a big green egg that we got some food on there tonight, a Yoder charcoal smoker, um, a Yoder pellet smoker, uh, a gateway drum Or a Traeger. Smoker, name it. We, or a Traeger. As, uh, as people very, love the Traegers. You folks are, are listening probably, uh, have heard about the Traegers. Um, but it's really about just kind of figuring where the, the, the customer is at and where you want to get and trying to, you know, give you all the tools to get there. So we're, uh, we're pumped to, for you to come in our store. And as Greg mentioned, uh, you know, we grill year-round here at Proud Souls. Um, cold, snow, rain. Yes, um, some, you know, summertime heat. It's, uh, there's a grill for all seasons, basically. Here's what's worthwhile in doing events and those types of things when you have an audience and, and on your uh, last Thursday night, Jay and myself were there for your rib class. And I, yes, I think sir. you had 40 people. The rain was coming down a little bit. It cleared up. It was a beautiful night. It was a, it ended up being a beautiful night, but it started out a little rocky with the weather. And I'm th- I always <laughs> think of myself in those shoes, like, how am I going to keep this crowd captivated or entertained or not just go, give me my money back or something? These guys were so in tune with what was going on it was a captive audience they really wanted to learn the food was delicious but you do these classes and online proud souls bar proud souls is where where you'll find um their calendar to do that but take a minute to talk about the classes yeah we appreciate you and uh jay swinging by it meant a lot to us uh, cool to see the you know fellow community members all joining in joining forces to, to make great food, great barbecue, keep things local. Um, that was our rib extravaganza, which um, kind of uh, morphed into all things ribs. So we did some incredible uh, plate ribs, beef plate ribs from Midland Meat Company out of Midland, Texas. Uh, we did some baby backs as well as some, some pork spare ribs. So we tried to give a little bit of uh, each of those justice, and uh, we were out there smoking all day long. Um, on our Yoder smokers, on our uh, Gateway Drum, as well as our Traeger, just rolling smoke, trying to produce the, the best product possible. But 
we talked about it the next day that that was one of the, the most fun class, most energetic, uh, most engaged classes we've had. As, as Greg mentioned, uh, 40 plus folks in our back parking lot. Um, you show up, um, you have a good time, you meet your friends, you meet your, you know, you make new friends, uh, you learn about the side, you learn about the, the appetizers, and then most importantly, you learn about whatever protein it is we're teaching that night. So it's, um, There's none better. And Dan Casey, thank you so much. We're going to head into the second hour, but Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions, cool. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. I'm out of my tweet. It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Oh, yeah, second hour continues right now, The Modern Eater Show. Uh, thank you if you're tuned in on iHeartRadio, our flagship station, 630KHOW, and live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado broadcasting on facebook as well and uh have to thank chris bauer just joined chris man congratulations on the new job jim nichols jim grazier peter rowan rose meyer paul huddleson brian freeman hey that's you brian hey <laughs> must be tuned in zach johnson uh patty p patty peterson and uh wb freeman that's a, that's your old man isn't it it is. It is indeed. Yeah. He loves watching us here in the Rocky Mountain time zone. I'm is, gonna, uh, I can't tell you. He can't get enough of the Rocky Mountains. He misses it. Hey, hey, hey you you're going to play a little poker, poker there? Greg, uh, play some poker. my dad's watching too. Is he really? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, man. That's funny on just a dark level. I apologize. That's very, very dark level. We won't even get into that. The void, the beautiful dulcet tones of Jay Parker. Yes, Brianson, come on in here. You're going to learn something yep, yep, new. Yep. All right, chef. Here we go. Here's our next guest. We had to learn. And you are here to learn. So it's, um, and you told me this, and it's so easy. See, we told you just to write it the way that it should be spelled, right? I know. Tell me. Goodrow. Goodrow. Mark Goodrow. It's, it's, and it's right there in front of me, but it's spelled like God Renault. <laughs> Mark Goodrow, True Bucha. I've been wanting to do this for so long. We're going to do uh, two segments of how do you make kombucha, Absolutely, right? yeah. So, man, Mark, here it is. I don't know. I think a lot of people, they're done with soda, you know. They But now that here's a you've got something that has a medicinal air, uh, element to it. It also is uh, great for your gut with the probiotics as well. But it's kombucha. It's come onto the scene strong as of the last, I don't know, five years. What day? Are you on the show? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, Rich and I are still just so excited right, about that. No more Rich. He's Wait one, of, rich he's one of these. No, Mark and I met a couple years ago. Yep, okay, we've, yep. we've got some history, actually, some good history. <laughs> um, you know, because I, I, I know where Mark learned. Here's the I know how I he's have. built his business. Here's it's a great story. I have. So about five years. It, it has really been on the radar. You're seeing more market penetration with kombucha five, ten years before that, but it's been around for a while. Do you know the history of kombucha? Really, <laughs> when when people started to really produce this this drink? Yeah, I mean it goes back centuries, but it really started becoming more popular in the 90s and then gained a lot more popularity in the early 2000s. And here we are today, where it's just blowing up, and you're seeing it everywhere you go now. Absolutely. Well, then tell people what it is, Mark, because a lot of people don't know what a SCOBY is. Uh, I mean, or do they even know the SCOBY? Well, Let's wait to pull this part out. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, it, it, the easy answer is is it's a lightly fermented tea naturally full of probiotics. So it's it's a healthy drink. It's good for our guts. We were here Tuesday night with the fairy gut mother, and 
she had us on here because of all the probiotic benefits of it, but it's also very acidic. It helps uh, cleanse the liver, so it's it's an all-around great drink for us to drink. Well, and doesn't it oh, help tea. with your pH levels, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what a lot of people helps don't understand. Yep. Helps balance the body. Yep, that's right. So you so you say tr- it, traditionally it's a tea, right? Which I don't even go to. My mind doesn't think I'm drinking tea. Yeah, exactly. At this point. Jesper, have you even ever tried kombucha at all? Yes, I have. I did teach in Boulder for a couple of years. Yes, you did. <laughs> but... And I actually really, really like it. Do you? Okay. Yes. So when I first started drinking kombucha, it was very vinegary to me. Mm-hmm. And it was all... A name we won't say, and everyone should know it. No, no, no. Because there's one that is so... It is like drinking apple cider vinegar, in and, my opinion. And it, they still have that oh, variation yeah. of it as well. And then some of it tasted like tobacco to me, too. <laughs> Just a real gritty, earthy, but it's come a long way. And oh, and I'd have to think that that's probably the sugar content. And I don't know why the flavors have gotten so much better, but I'm guessing some of these kombuchas are very sugar-laden mm-hmm. as well. Well, but remember, the kombucha needs sugar to... to, to that's what it, it feeds off of. Exactly. All right, let's yep. make some kombucha here now. All right. We've got a camera element as well, and Jay's gonna, um, Dave's going to walk around with this camera. So if you're on Facebook and you've always wanted to learn how to make kombucha, now's your chance. And I don't think a lot of people want to give up their trade secrets. And I don't even... Do you think he's going to be giving out trade secrets on the show? Right? I, I, he might not. I mean, he doesn't have to because the base of what kombucha is, it's... It goes back, I mean, really, did Greg, did you ask, because I didn't hear, how old, kombucha's hundreds and hundreds, hundreds and hundreds, hundreds years of old. years old. Yeah, yeah. The, the story goes, basically, that uh, there was a village of people that they were living longer and healthier than everyone else around them, and they couldn't figure out why, and all of a sudden they came back to this fermented tea. And so that's what they're saying it was. But Wait, it wasn't drugs? Because now <laughs> doctors say you better living through drugs, and I think they're wrong. So I'm going to put my laptop aside because I really want to get down on this. So, uh, SCOBY. What's a SCOBY? This is a SCOBY. We're going to wait to bring this out a little bit later. But looks like a terrifying fish, and I've never <laughs> seen it um, in that form, that big. This is actually pretty small. Our SCOBYs in our tanks weigh about 80 pounds. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. And you. that's alive. That is alive. A live yeah. SCOBY. Now, we don't have this happen with an 80-pound SCOBY, but we're going to make it in this tonight. Okay. And literally, if you set this here and you do this time after time after time, you might actually have your SCOBY, like, pop out of here. It, and you're going to think, oh, my gosh, how did this thing end up over here? Because you're feeding it, right? Because you're feeding it, and it's producing CO2, and the CO2 is pushing it up. Okay, so, so as we do this, there's a description element that you have to have to it for our listeners that are listening on 630K House. So... As you're putting this together, not only do we have it on video for Facebook, but describe it very well. What okay, you're doing. I absolutely will. Well, okay, so a SCOBY stands for Symbiotic Culture of Bacteria and Yeast. It's an acronym. <laughs> exactly. Unbelievable. Well, for, I didn't first, know that. Le- first lesson did learned you right know that here. One? SCOBY, yes, I did. But, well, but see, because remember. What is it again? It's not self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. <laughs> well, no, no. I, I want to back up because what he's actually cooking this in, this one-gallon little sun teapot, that's in the 90s, mm-hmm. what we would pass around with friends. Yeah, that's absolutely. what you would get from one of your friends. They'd give you the SCOBY, the original. You take a little out, start your own, yep. and make sure, and then you give the SCOBY back once you're started growing. And that's right. how this all 
That's all. That's how it all very blew hippie. Up. Yep, <laughs> it is very I, hippie. <laughs> I like that. All right, so rock on. Let's. Do all this. right, so what we have here, we have we have some hot water. This is what we're going to start off with okay. because the first thing we have to do is we have to make a little bit of tea. So one of the most important things. So this is one of those trade secrets. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. We want to use quality tea. Okay. So in particular, we actually use Tetulia. There's a lot of other brands out there, but we use organic tea. Great but local tea company. Tea, great local company. They're a bee company. Um, their farms are in Bangladesh. They've gone into these desolate areas and they've built these farms. They've provided you know thousands of jobs. So we want to support a company that you know has such a strong belief in. So in number kind of one, high quality tea. High quality yes. tea. So this is just like you're making your batch of tea on, outside in the backyard or on your balcony or whatever the case may exactly. be. Exactly. Yep. So we have some water here that uh, is at 200 degrees. We're going to put a little bit of tea in there. I'm going to grab these tongs over here. So we're going to leave this sit here three to five minutes, and you want to check with whoever's tea you're using. Okay, perfect. Three to five minutes? Three to five minutes. All right, let's take an early break. Perfect. That'll give us three to five minutes to have this mature to where we want it to be. We're going to come back and we're going to finish making some delicious kombucha with True Bucha and Mark. Thanks so much. We'll be right back and continue right here from Studio Yeah, Kitchen, check it Colorado. out on Facebook. Little Rich and JT from Pasture Provisions. You're going to get a couple minutes of that while we go to break. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey, you guys. Jay Parker here for Encore Energy. How much are you paying for your natural gas? Wouldn't you like to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you would. You're not crazy. Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto can do just that. Save you money. Give Brian a call. 720-245-5771. Maybe you own a restaurant or a brewery and use a ton of natural gas. This is how you save money. Get a free savings review from Brian Rizzuto and Encore Energy. Call Brian at 720-245-5771. Save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill right now. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Okay, we're going to finish up making some delicious kombucha here with True Bucha and Mark in just a minute. I was talking to you about Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Uh, You guys, here you go. Do yourself a favor. They have now time to breathe. July is over with the rush of the folks that wanted to get their grills, their smokers, 
that's kind of dying down a little bit. There's no better time to educate yourself on what's best for you. These guys will take the time to sit down in this luxurious showroom. They've really built a state-of-the-art place, Brian. From start to finish, start they to will finish. give you everything, everything that you yep. need. Take the time to go visit with the boys, Tony, Dan, Frank, Chris. These guys are going to help you out to make sure that you're the talk of your neighborhood and that you're rolling smoke like these, the, like the pros. I love when you say that, rolling smoke. smoke. So get down <laughs> to Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions it's because you will learn how to roll a little smoke. It's 25th and Federal. They're neighbors of ours here at Studio Kitchen Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Check out their classes. It's all there for you, Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. My name is Chef Keegan Gerhardt, owner of D-Bar, and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. A sold-out dinner from the Summer Dinner Series, which was great. Uh, every single one of these dinners is sold out, and you're lucky enough to be able to participate in... Actually, there's a couple of tickets left of the last week with Justin Brunson, which I can't amazes. believe that. Everyone else sold out. I can't believe it either. Yeah. And then the, uh, the the dinner that's near and dear to us, probably the best one around because it's food for a cause. And 100% of the proceeds for this dinner will go to the Colorado Chefs Association Apprenticeship Program, summerdinnerseries.com. Those ACF chefs will be in here cooking. Speaking of the ACF chefs, our dear friend Jesper Janssen continues with us as we uh, learn how to make kombucha. I'm right? excited. And then uh, Chef Christopher Moore goes, can I grab a headset because I'm really interested in this and my wife loves kombucha. She does. And I'll have some questions to do that. So, Mark, as we continue, we left off because we needed to brew some tea. Yep, absolutely. So that was step one. Brew some delicious tea. Make sure you have great tea ingredients. That's where we're at. The tea is brewed. Absolutely. Now, the other thing is, is you can't make kombucha without actually drinking kombucha. Okay. So yep. we all have some kombucha. Fantastic. This is our citra hops. So cheers, great. everyone. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, cheers. All right. So we got our tea. It's hot. So to save some time, we're going to put some, uh, well, actually, we're going to put the sugar in first. First of all, that's delicious. Isn't that delicious? Hey, and Mark, the tea is because that's going to be the flavor, right? Is that is that what it is or no? Is the tea going to be another element that the SCOBY is going to be eating. Yeah, the, the tea, the caffeine is going to be what the SCOBY is going to be eating. and uh, So those just tuning in again, SCOBY is what? Symbiotic culture of yeast and bacteria. So you can use more tea or less tea. It depends on how much tea flavor you want. Um, you can use white tea. You can use green tea. You can use black tea. Um, it's real more personal preference. Um, kind of can depend on your culture as well. They're all a little bit different. We use a green tea, and uh, we just found that our culture actually works better with green tea. So now we've got our sugar and our tea made. So now we basically have sweet tea. Sweet tea. Yep. It's, it's kind of like a weakened sweet tea is what it tastes like. Um, so to save some time, we're going to actually dump some ice in there because yep. we don't want to put this in there hot and then put um, our starter kombucha in there because basically it'll kill all the bacteria. We want to make sure everything is cold. Bacteria hates heat. So we're going to add some ice in Which there. Which that is really interesting because I think that that goes against the norm, Mark. Most people would think that in a warm area, you know, in that yeah. in, in your yeah. steam shower, you've got stuff growing in there. And you're always afraid of that. Like a but fungus. A fungus, yeah. Would You would think would really grow. I mean, I know mushrooms grow well in the heat. Yeah, absolutely. But SCOBY's not necessarily the same, is it? Yeah, so even the health departments uh, earlier on had a hard time with this because – in most commercial kitchens, you're trying to kill bacteria, nice. and we're actually trying to keep it alive. So we don't want it over, you know, 90 degrees because we don't want to take a chance of killing anything off. So, but we have good bacteria in here. 
And one of the ways that we make sure we don't have bad bacteria is by pH level. So once you have a pH of below 4.2, then nothing really can, bad can really grow in it. So we have good bacteria here. So now we've got our cold uh, sweet tea. We're going to dump it in here. Hey, Mark, while you're doing that, one quick thing is, is talk to people real quick about the difference between alkaline and acidic, right? Because that's what a pH really means. Some people understand that. Some people don't. In the culinary world, a chef is very tied into a pH. Absolutely. Yeah, I so... You, uh, especially on like social media a couple years ago, you always heard about, oh, drink lemon water in the morning because it'll help your body become more alkaline. But lemon water in general is very acidic. Kombucha is the same way where our pH runs between 2.9 and 3.1. Um, you can probably tell me what the average pH of water or body is. Around 7. Yeah. 7 yep. is neutral. 7 is neutral, yep. yep. So, you know, we have something that's a very acidic product, but when you get in the body, it actually reverses what we're, we're thinking. You know, you're thinking, oh, it's acidic, so it's going to make us more acidic. It actually is just the opposite. It actually helps us become more alkaline or more balanced. And so that's, you know, one of the biggest benefits of the kombucha. That's Fantastic. Awesome. So now we have our sweet tea in a glass jar. That's right. And it's uh, it chilled. Chilled. So we don't want it too cold, but eventually, even if it's too cold, it's going to get up to room temperature anyways. So now the part that everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. The SCOBY. Here's our SCOBY friend. And this is just a piece of it. So like I said, ours weigh about 80 pounds in our tanks. That's this big. is what it looks like. <laughs> All right, who wants to touch it? I'll touch that. I mean, can I touch <laughs> it with my bare hand? Yeah, I, this, I'm, we're going to throw it away. I've got some more in here oh, for that. Oh, can I keep that? You can keep this one yes. here. Okay. This Greg, easy now. Well, no, easy. I just... I mean, <laughs> Isn't it living? It's very fleshy. Don't, don't right? pinch it. It, it, it is very, very... It almost fleshy. looks like chicken, it's folks. Very, yeah, it's, it's very hardy, though. Like, it's it's hard to kill this. Like, yeah. Like, if you were in here on the station, folks, you'd be looking at this, and you'd be saying, oh, is that a big piece of chicken that we're putting on the grill? That's crazy. For anybody on the radio here, I would describe that more like uh, like, like, like shark like skin with, with some fat under it. Or something. Like, it's like calamari. <laughs> yeah, calamari, you know, yeah. The thing is, is it's very I tough. Know. Like, it's hard to pull this yeah. apart. You can't pull it apart. So they, they've actually started dehydrating this and actually starting to make clothes out of it and different things. Little Rich asked if you could eat it. You going to take a bite of it? <laughs> is, there a fla- is there a flavor profile to it? Is no, it, is it no, no flavor. Do it, Richie. Is it Richie t- will eat it. No, Richie just eats take anything. take a bite of it, Rich. <laughs> oh, my God, that is tough. <laughs> Would you eat that? You will. Do it, Richie. Do it. Does it taste like anything, Rich? I'm seeing lots of faces. No, no. It's, I can't it's see very it's good light or bad. Almost uh, fruity, citru- uh, lightly citrusy. Really? A lemon's way more tart. It's would, firm. Yeah, yeah. Would it be good on a tortilla chip? It'd be great on a tortilla chip. <laughs> oh, my God. So now we're going to take a little bit of our SCOBY. This is basically starter SCOBY. We're going to put it in there. And then we're also going to take... Now, is there a ratio that yeah, you there, would want? Yeah, there is. So on the actual SCOBY itself, there's no such... or you know, Not really a ratio. Um, but if the SCOBY gets too big, it ferments faster. And you don't want it to ferment too fast. So it's kind of like even the starter. So starter... For one gallon, you want to use one cup of starter. On the sugar side, we actually use one cup of sugar as well. Okay, so it's a very simple thing. You know, one cup of sugar, one cup of starter, a little bit of scoby, and a little bit of tea. And, and how many ounces is that? This is one gallon. So That's 120 one gallon. ounces. Yep. Okay. So one cup, one cup. One cup. Yep. And now and we're going to put our starter in there. Well, and, and you said ferment. Now, doesn't that mean it turns to alcohol? It, it can. Um, so there's many different things that can affect it. So on the commercial side, we want to regulate temperatures and, you know, 
different things like that, uh, how much starter you start with. Because you could actually, if you wanted to make alcoholic kombucha, it would be very easy to. If I was a teenager again, <laughs> I would know exactly how to make my own alcohol now. Hard kombucha. <laughs> really. Well, and they even sell, I mean, some of the kombucha companies are actually selling an alcohol yeah, version, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's beginning to be more popular. There's you know, a couple brands here now. There's going to be another one or two that's going to be coming in. Did you know they card you at Whole Foods when you buy kombucha? If you buy the black cap of that particular brand. Really? Yep. Well done, by the way, the way you just did that without mentioning (laughs) it. Very smooth. I like that. I like that a lot. So there's a particular brand. Okay. Right now there's a particular brand. But if you go out to California, there's three or four different companies that are making it. If you go in a liquor store here, I've heard that you can buy a few as well. Well, and I wonder when bars will start incorporating both because – I love the fact, you know, we, t- we were talking with Jeff Rourke from A-Plus Beverage that he has installed lines for kombucha oh, companies. Absolutely. And and so, and that's cool. And I wonder when bars will actually incorporate Hilarious. it better. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Careful what you say, Rich. Your mic's on. <laughs> You're hot over there, Rich. <laughs> so, so quick speaking question. of tap line. Oh, go ahead. So, so a quick question for you, Mark. Um, so these all have different flavors listed on the tops. How do you get your flavors? Because you said that. The tea doesn't necessarily dictate the flavor yeah. of your uh, kombucha. So th- there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. Number one is is you don't want to put a lot of stuff in this beginner because you can start getting mold and things like right. that. So we do our first fermentation. This is it. Wow. And then after this, we can take this and put it into, you know, if we were doing it at home, pop-top bottles or something, put in some fr- fruit in there, and that's how you can flavor. You leave it out for a couple more days. And every day you want to go in there, you want to burp the bottles. You just want to go in there and right. do this because it is kicking off CO2. And if you, right. Yeah, if you come in our tap room, you can actually see the, the sites on the side, and you can actually see bubbles just constantly going up, and that's because of the fermentation process. So you make, want to make sure you, you burp your bottles. If you don't burp your bottles, roughly around 3 o'clock in the morning when you're just really asleep. They'll burp themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll find shards of glass up I'll in your ceiling. Bet. I don't know, you know, if I have any experience with that or not. My wife yeah. could probably, you know, answer <laughs> that for you. And that's in the experiment kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now we don't have that happen anymore. But um, so yeah, it, uh, you know, it, it can happen. So you want, want to make sure you burp in those bottles. So. So, that's it. This is it. Now, uh, I left my cloth right over there in that cooler. If someone wouldn't mind grabbing it. And see, I was smart, and I put these rubber bands on here. Now, we would need to add some water into this, but for the Jay, time being. Jay, we're looking for a cloth. It's right there in that cooler right there. Che- cheesecloth, I think, Jay. And so by putting cheesecloth on the top, you're actually going to allow it to. There's no cloth. Okay. No cheesecloth. So basically, we're going to take like a, a cloth, like uh-huh. something like that. We're Greg, can you take off your shirt? Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to cover this. Show your pecs, babe. <laughs> we're going to cover this because we want it to breathe, but we don't want anything bad to get into it. We don't want flies or insects or anything else getting into us. We want to cover this. Cheesecloths work great for that, right? Exactly. Well, you, don't want, you want something that's a little bit thicker, something to make sure that nothing can okay. get into it. What, like a Hanes t-shirt? Yeah, like jersey material. Oh, like a fa- yeah. flower sack cloth, like, like linen. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. You just cover that. And then basically you're going to let it sit there for a week or two weeks, probably at least 14 days. How do you know? Taste. By taste. Taste, or you can check by pH. So that's the only disadvantage of using a ball like this. If you had one that had like a little, you know, test, you know, sample tap on it, like what we do with our 500-gallon ones, we can just go up there and, you know, get a sample of it, taste it, check the pH. So will this keep on going? Do you, yeah. Do you feed this one? This is your kit right here. This is the one. So what can you yield from what you just made right there? Well, you need a cup of starter. So once we fill this up, we'd have a gallon. Mm-hmm. So 128, you know, ounces, you're going to take a cup out. So you're, let's just say, 110 ounces, you know, net. So you could, you know. 
do like but most you keep going do. again, you right? Going. I mean, you just you take that out, Greg. You take the SCOBY. You take your cup of starter, and then you go back and you put that in another thing with tea, and then you now you've got one jar and you can make another one. I mean, this it goes on forever and ever and ever. Exactly. Little shop of horrors gone good. You know, Phoebe, Phoebe <laughs> there it is. Uh, but sometime we'll have to talk about SCOBY Hotel, the which is you keep growing these SCOBYs, and you gotta do something with all the SCOBYs. Scoby Hotel. Scoby Hotel, <laughs> which lives in your fridge. <laughs> you have an interesting wow. house. I like yeah, that. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's cool that you're showing us how to do this. And it's like, okay, at first blush, you know, you could make your own kombucha at home. But to really um, perfect these recipes, to people are lazy. Let's face it, so am I. I mean, I want to do this so I, because I have a crack habit when it comes to this kombucha. And I spend 10 to $15 <laughs> a day on it. Um, that in an ideal world you'd have this down at home but the experts like you are producing this delicious kombucha for you anytime you want it and you're tweaking recipes where do you go from there to where you have this and now you want to start adding delicious flavors i know ginger's big right now how do you make a cola tasting one or a root beer tasting one or a, what what flavors do you have greg that's such a good question so when i was here tuesday night it made me finally realize that our values and what we're doing really align with Modern Eater, which is using fresh ingredients. Yeah. So if you want that cola, it's going to take some type of artificial flavoring, and we won't do that. You know, we're using as much as possible. We're using fresh ingredients. So, so if you're you come, doing fruits. We're doing fruits. We're doing lavender, rose, citra hops. Love it. So we're dry hopping with citra hops. So we're using fresh ingredients as much as we can, and then you know, lavender. We're getting dry, you know, fresh dried lavender and some things like that to, to flavor it with. Mark, do you guys, is, is True Bucha sticking with some classic and traditional straightforward flavors? Or are you guys looking to get into, you know, some of these guys, are, they're making these crazy concoctions. Mm -hmm. Is that a direction that you're going to go? Or are you going to go really straightforward and be very direct with your flavors and what people are looking for? Yeah, so up to now, we've basically have kept things simple. We keep all of our, our flavors individual for the most part because in that way, people can kind of come in and make their own mixes and everything else. Um, but we are looking at maybe doing a collaboration with someone that could have been here in the last couple of weeks that ah, uh, nice. knows a little bit about gut health and seeing if we can team up and try to find some things that are more medicinal and cool might that. be a little bit more of a benefit to people other than just having it. the great probiotics in it. I love it. Nice. So True, Bru uh, True Bucha, um, first of all, great brand, great taste. You know, you're the expert in this, but I think people would love to find out more information. You actually have a tap room? Yeah, we have a tap room in Lone Tree. What's the address? Uh, 10047 Park Meadows Drive. I say start there. Yeah, well, and, and folks, his kombucha is really competitively priced. He is making kombucha affordable again, you know, like like it is in other states. I love yeah, that. Absolutely. And not to go down this road, but I think it's important. Um, a lot of folks go out and they're looking for that still be social, non-alcoholic non um, alternative. Yep. And folks, if you own a restaurant, you own a bar, get some kombucha because I think people really appreciate it. You can go down that road of uh, the non-alcoholic road. Jay, you drink kombucha. You don't drink alcohol. I drink a lot of kombucha. Um, no alcohol. 
and I'm one of those lazy people to where, you know, Mark can come in here and show me how to make this. And he could come into my house. He could give me the SCOBY. He could give me the starter cup. He can give me the jar. Oh, no, he, he's going to he, give you a card yeah, to go down yeah, to. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and it's like, and it's a novelty thing to make your own, but I'm not that guy, you know, so. I am. I'm going to do this. Well, wait, which one I know of you, you guys, because both of you guys said you drink a lot. But I'm asking you, which one of you guys are going to step up to the plate with the big boys and start drinking your kombucha and growlers and start going oh, and do, getting these you, babies refilled right I'll tell here. you what, and great idea, and I do that often, but you have it's a commitment because the carbonation, it car, called carbonation, yeah, right? Yeah. The carbonation, it, it will go away about a day. Ah, if Wait. it goes away, just leave it on the counter. It's got a live probiotic Stop in it, it, and it will carbonate back up. Because you're saying once it gets warm, it's going to start growing again. Exactly. And hello, Mr. Carbonation to Greg. <laughs> back at there it. you go, baby. Back I in the throw game, that baby. away. That's, that's <laughs> crazy. As long as there's a sugar content in the liquid, right? And, yeah. And some bacteria that will ferment. So in Then you'll have it. I love it. Can I plug two real quick things? Please. Number one, we do a community day every single month. Any tips, donations, go to charity. We name a different charity every month. It's the first Thursday of the month. We give out free kombucha all day. You could come in there and get five glasses of kombucha. We won't even look at you as far as negatively coming in and doing that. So it's a great opportunity for people to come in our tap room. So the first Thursday, first Thursday of, of, the month, month, of the month, every month at Drew Booch on Lone Tree. Absolutely. And then your second thing. It's my daughter's fifth an- or fifth birthday. So I have oh, to say happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday Sophia. Nice. What's her name? Sophia. Sophia, happy birthday <laughs> nice. to Thank you. Guys. Happy birthday, well, Sophia. Oh, you seem like such a nice guy, man. What are you Thank doing you. hanging out with us? <laughs> I don't know. Sophia. I love it. He's going to be a friend for a long time. He's our kombucha guy. True butcher right there, Mark. Thank you so much <laughs> for you. your comeback. And uh, why not? Let's go to uh, <laughs> some delicious spirits. And Jay Johnson. Where is Jay? He's Oh, oh, he just snuck right out front. He had to grab something no, out of his the, truck. He's in the restroom. <laughs> Jay's coming up next. Jay Johnson <laughs> Bear Creek Distillery. That's next on the Modern Eater Show. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, modern eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 
restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us. You can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Hey everyone, it's Colleen Ferreira with the Colorado Chefs Association. Are you ready to put your passion to work? Well, we train the future chefs of Colorado, and we want you to join us. The Colorado Chefs Association is recruiting for our fall semester right now. Join our American Culinary Federation accredited cooking program. Work in a professional kitchen and get paid all while earning your sous chef certification. Email me at colleen at acfcoloradochefs.org. I'd love to hear from you. Join our excitement and explore a new future. Okay, back to the show in just a minute, and Jay Johnson from Bear Creek is going to join us. But right now, he's a guy, man. Uh, Jeff Rourke at A-Plus Beverage Solutions, truly uh, the longest-running sponsor of the Modern Eater Show, and we have such great sponsors here. But Jeff Rourke, he's a family man in the business for 20 years. What does he do? He, he installs specialty tap installations for you. Um, but beyond that, he will service as well, whether it's his or not, Brian. I know. Well, because he's all about quality quality tap lines and giving you the best liquid through a line he wants to make sure the brewer has their beer taste exactly like they intended it to taste coming from their tap room so jeff rourke and a plus beverage solutions he's doing the good stuff man foam is money you know this we know this because if you're pouring inefficient beer boys what are you doing you're, you're pouring, pouring your money down the drain you remember that jesper Absolutely. Don't do. pour your money down the drain. Hell it's a no. phone call away. Yes, hell no. <laughs> 720-272-3809. Say it again and give me a second because I need to grab a pen. A pen? A pen. Text it to yourself. I will. Go right ahead. Just actually open up your phone and call Jeff Rourke right now because I know there's a lot of bars and breweries and restaurants that are out there that the wheels are falling off and you're pouring some tacky, gross beer and you don't have to do it that way. Just... Call him right now, 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of 4 My Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Uh, quiet before the storm here in Studio Kitchen, Colorado, because Tuesday night, all bets are off. And uh, Jim Pittenger. No dogs allowed. He's known for his gourmet hot dogs and Biker Jim's gourmet hot dogs. He's going to come in and get gourmet in a different way, and it's going to be with these guys, Bear Creek Distillery. And Jay Johnson revisits the show. Jesper Johnson here with us. This is like a reunion. This is absolutely amazing. Old school. Bear Creek all the way, boys. Before we start, can I just start out with a million years ago when we wanted to do the sensory test? Yes. And Jay, you were such a polite guest. Like, what are these guys doing? So <laughs> how do you describe it? What did we do to you? So uh, <laughs> you took every food that I never would eat yeah. um, and then forced me to smell it, which was, it proved the point, right? What we were trying to do about how important, you know, all your senses are to your taste and flavor and yeah. things like that. So uh, apparently I had uh, a mask uh, that Jay Parker put together. Well, let me have a correction here. Is, is I may have physically done it, yes. but I haven't had an I original idea in my head since TME started. They're all Greg's. Okay. So a lot of times, you know, I might catch. Wait, first of all, was it a good idea? I think. Well, we're still we're still here and alive. Okay, okay. Show's still so going, right? Then it was mine. Yeah. 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 If but, I may say, I was 
right across from you, and I went through the same torture. Yeah. <laughs> so what we did, here's what we did. We wanted to prove the point to where you, your smell and versus your taste are two very different things, but equally as important in but the equation. It works symbiotic together. Absolutely. Yeah. So we cut off that sense in between your nose and your taste to where when you were smelling something, you weren't tasting it and vice versa. So it was really interesting, the combinations of things to where you had to guess the actual food you were eating without being able to smell it. Some of the stuff was jello. I can't remember what the... There was some tuna. I remember that. And we had, I believe, anchovies or gefilte fish. I can't remember. Anchovies. But it was a it was a consistency. Like, if you cannot smell that and then you have that consistency in your mouth... And you don't know it's coming. It was a little, it was it was a lot, but hey, we made it. Here we are. What is that, five, six years later? Yeah, here's the great segue. <laughs> the great segue is when you go into tasting distillates, right? Right. So much is in your nose. Oh, absolutely. You know, and one of the things uh, we tell people to do, similar to when you're tasting wine, you want to be able, you want to open your mouth when you're um, taking, when you're smelling because it drags that dis- that that uh, vapor over your taste buds, and it's such it, it, you know everything is together like we basically proved with that yeah that first show that we did. I mean it's it, it it's 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 all a part of it. And then just how you fe- how those spirits make you feel, and it's amazing what you put in your body. How it, like sensory and memory even you know memory triggers a lot of those. Uh, sensations that you get right like you know you remember that time you had that great meal and you were in mexico and you're with your wife and you're in love and you have this beautiful cocktail it's just one of those things can i tell you what mine is mine is freshly smelled grass when i was doing two a days in little league football and i had to run to the sundial and back a few you know you get punished all right greg 10 times to the sundial and back you go do that (laughs) and then i laid down in the freshly cut grass and i'd smell when i was dying yeah and trying to breathe for air, and I and I get that smell. Now, uh, you know, a middle-aged guy who doesn't run to the sundial and back, I lay in that freshly cut grass, and I go, this is that smell when I was a kid. You feel right. like dying. Is that one of those fond, <laughs> I, one yeah. of those fond, I mean, that's yeah. interesting. Do you guys, tell me, what's yours? What's your smell, man? Oh, wow, like one that brings me back? Yeah, yeah. What what is that one smell that you, and, and you might never smell it anymore, because that's mine. I mean, mine, I haven't smelt it. In probably 40 years. Which is why. Quite honestly. I, well, let me wait. I want to wait for this one. My mom laundered uh, everything with Downy. Interesting. And okay. And we lost her a couple years ago. So every time I smell someone that's wearing Downy, I'm like, whoa, what is that? It and brings it was, you back. It just It's one of those smells that you will never Isn't forget. Isn't that a vote? And uh, being, I was a smoker for a long time. And every once in a while you smell a cigarette, you're like, wow, that, that smells bring, so good. That brings you back to Okay, that so smile. Jesper, you're from another country. What's yours? Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Because that's way different. I mean, we, we might have very different yeah. – fla- I mean, because mine oh, no. and, and yours are, are artificial, yeah, quite honestly. For sure. Greg's is a natural one. Mine's artificial. I'm, I'm dying yeah. to hear. Yours is foreigners, right? <laughs> yeah. According yeah. to no, Brian. But, yeah, but freak. But well, no, but you, you have different smells over there because you have true bakeries. You have yeah, true, true butchers. We They they have a different a different intimacy with their food in Europe very, than we do. Very mm-hmm. true. Well, so, so – um, I, I absolutely the, the the smell of a plant of a, of a tomato plant is is something that just I actually crave it. it it's quite fun and I don't know if it's necessarily a pleasant smell, but I really enjoy it. But I will tell you that um, quite often, obviously in the kitchen, there there are very distinct smells from different spices, different products, different oils, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
and and sometimes I, I get a whiff of, of something cooking and it, it will bring back a lost memory where the smell must have been the same or similar. A time and a and place. it can have been, I mean, it, it could be 30, 40 years ago, and I can remember exactly where I was at, wow. what I was eating, who was with me eating it. Isn't I that mean, cool? And it's, it, cool? So there's no doubt that taste and smell is a very, very lingering memory. I mean, we can forget faces, names, et cetera, et cetera. But, but I, I mean, for me, smell, food, people I was with, that that is like carved in stone. We're going to create a great segue because we're going to create a new memory. We're going to break off and we're going to come back and you're going to share something speci- <sighs> special with us. What are you going to share? So I didn't even think about this uh, before we got over here, but Dylan, who I described to Greg as our true utility player, has done everything from the ground up, was our very first employee, still with us. He was like, did you taste that uh, that bourbon yesterday? I said, no. Why? And he's because a lot of times we just don't say it. He's like, that's our very first bourbon that all the barrels in that plant are four years old. That blows my mind. I didn't even think about bringing that over here. Makes sense with our relationship where we all started in the trenches how many years ago to introduce this product. So. And this is batch number 10 I saw in the bottle. Batch number 10, all four-year-old barrels in this mix. And that's kind of a benchmark for distilleries. That's when you don't have to put an age statement on your on your bottle. Um, so if you don't see an age statement, it's everything in that blend is at least four years old. So it's 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 a really a great accomplishment for us over here. I'm excited right. to try this. You aficionado, stick around. We're going to come back and smell and taste this delicious four-year barreled product and its Bear Creek Distillery. They're our favorites, man. I'm telling you, these guys have been doing a great job. And we'll come back in a flash right here with Jay Johnson on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Summertime is all about socializing. I mean face-to-face socializing. Family reunions, class reunions, weddings, concerts, festivals. Is there a better time than now for that perfect smile? This is Ed Green. Aspenwood Dental and the Colorado Dental Implant Center are who helped me with my smile and who I'm happy to recommend to you. They've been selected by their peers as top dentists in Colorado in 5280 Magazine and for over 10 years in a row. Drs. Yaros, Augustine, Zeppelin, and Son and their team have a reputation for excellence. Check out their glowing reviews on their website, AspenwoodDental.com. Their staff takes patient satisfaction to the next level. I know because as a patient of theirs myself, I've always felt comfortable, relaxed, and in the presence of experts. From routine cleanings to complex dental procedures, the Aspenwood Dental team will have a plan that fits your personal, medical, and financial needs. Most insurance plans accepted. Don't you want that perfect smile this summer? Call Aspenwood Dental, 303-416-3240, 303-416-3240, or AspenwoodDental.com. Get ready to change the way you look at food. This is Peter Allman the founder of South River Aquaponics and Alpenglow Mushrooms. As a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef, I know the importance of quality ingredients. That's why in 2013, I left the fine dining industry to start a sustainable organic farm. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow, we are the leader in sustainable growing practices, utilizing our natural resources as effectively as possible. No pesticides, no GMOs, no funny business, just clean, honest food production. We use old world techniques combined with modern technology to bring you the best possible produce. Our gourmet mushroom facility provides CO2 for our greenhouse that grows tilapia as well as lettuces and herbs in our aquaponics system. 
Look for us in natural grocers, city market, and served on the plates of Colorado's finest chefs. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow Mushrooms, we're growing greener. To learn more about aquaponics and see our products, go to our website at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. My dad's vegetables are so good, I can't live without them. Hey, Colorado chefs, Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalita's Tortillas. Rockalita's, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Oh, you know a booze in the news, all the booze news you right here on the Modern Eater Show, live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, continuing with myself and Brian Freeman, and then we have Jay Johnson, Jesper Johnson here. It's a, it's a reunion, and Dylan joining the show. Dylan, Thank good you. to see you. Thank you. The utility guy. Had to get you up here. How'd they get me out here? No, it's good to oh, get you up here. Get, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Pinch hitting. That's what you're doing yeah, tonight. Absolutely. We couldn't get Debo. Yeah, hey, man, <laughs> he's a hard guy to get <laughs> a hold of. Like, Absolutely. I love Debo. And the uh, first of all, Bear Creek, where is it? We are at 1879 South Combe Street. Uh, we are in probably the hottest neighborhood in Denver. That was never our choice. Yeah. But it's been really cool. I'm yeah. Really cool to watch it. I, I guess that was the wrong wording, that it was never really our choice. We got lucky. We hit it on the screen. No, it hasn't always been cool. Yeah, it's definitely getting there now. Yeah. And well, I don't know, they call it the Green Mile. So you just smell the weed, and then all of a sudden you you found booze. Well, it's cr- they're moving a lot of the weed joints are really yeah they're not not all of them are making it anymore. So I like how you said that the weed joints. Weed joints. <laughs> As opposed to the joint weeds. Yeah, yeah. is that alliteration or something? I don't know. The the hooch has been around and it'll always will be. There's time and a place for everything, but Bear Creek, boy, you really do a lot for that neighborhood, along with Declaration. Yep, absolutely. As well, I mean those guys. I mean just OGs of that neighborhood. For sure. Uh, so fantastic. Here's the great thing is that we're about to try something very new. And thank you, Dylan, for putting this on the radar of Jay, because I don't think he would have brought it. Oh, no. Yeah. He mentioned, hey, why? Let's go get this bottle. I was like, gave him my keys and he was back in 10 minutes. So I'm always uh, so I always say drink scotch like a sir. And here's how you do it. Same method with this great bourbon that we're about to try right here. But the nose, the smell, the sensories of the, the palate um, between taste and smell. I think we're going to go through the same process. But, Dylan, we'll just uh, defer to you to talk about what yep. we're about to get down Let on. him tell Absolutely. you he can describe a bourbon like nobody I've ever known. So, 
I don't know about that. Well, but either way, everyone want to pick up a glass? Yeah, All right. Yes, we will. Thank you. Jay, See, you're you starting go. out like it, sir. There we go. Yes, sir. All Thank right. So I'm just um, going to, as you talk, I'm going to whiff it. So kind of the biggest thing when, when Jeff, our, our head distiller, Jeff Dickinson, when uh, we were popping open the barrels, dumping out heavy, like, cherry Cavendish kind of tobacco note that was coming out of it, really enjoyed that. But then once we started to add water, proof that down, and you get a really heavy chocolate, butterscotch kind of the front. Where normally I'd say our whiskeys in the past at a little younger age, we get a lot of fruit notes right off the bat. I feel like this batch, you really start to get those fruits on the back end. Um, and, and it just goes down wow. super, super nice and smooth. Um, really, cow. really, really enjoy. And, and yeah, I, I think the biggest thing about this whiskey right here is this, this kind of is the pinnacle of why they started it, what we've been waiting for. It, it, it is the essential Bear Creek product that, that Dylan tell us what are we getting on the nose what are we getting right there off the nose so I mean butterscotch is the, is the biggest note kind of that comes through I think almost everyone we've talked to so far I love I love when we're bottling stuff up go hand it to whoever's in the tasting room because our bartenders really do the brunt of the work when it comes to tasting our products because they have customers coming in all the time asking, which batch is this? What changed? Yeah. What should I expect from it? And so that's the biggest thing. I handed it to them. They're like, wow, all that butterscotch. But then it depends on the person you're talking to, of course. When, uh, you, when but you approach this, right? I mean, because I usually walk in slowly, approach it, get a little smell to it. And the first sip, it, to me, it's just a, kind of a burn off, mm-hmm. right? This first sip to me was absolutely delicious smooth and mild mm-hmm. which is scary enough as it is but now i'm gonna <laughs> go in for the second runaround on this thing and i find for me in my palate there's a a pleasant bitterness in there too that i can't we quite describe and i need more time with this and i'll probably spend some more time with this after the show's so over but second sip i'm getting more of the barrel yeah 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 that oak characteristic's going to come out a little one of the bigger notes that I notice is just in general the the oil in the mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Normally we have plenty of great oil, but now it really coats the cheeks. It really hangs on for a while. You mix it around in your glass, and you can w- kind of watch how long it takes for those legs to really develop. Um, but you get all that, and that as that oil drips down your cheeks, you more and more flavor hits your tongue. This is available. So this particular batch, this this is the very first time anyone's tasted it. Besides the guys in back production. So that's why we brought it out. Um, this batch will probably, you'll start seeing that on the shelf in maybe a month or so. Uh, probably in the distillery, maybe half that time, two or three weeks. Wow. So Jay is all batches from here on out for a year. Is for, that how it's going to roll? Straight bourbon you guys are going to be four-year-old batches of straight bourbon. If that's what, if you're going to Bear Creek, you're getting a four-year-old bourbon. If you're picking it up on the shelf, you're getting a four-year-old straight bourbon. Not to be confused with our weeded bourbon, which will still be right at about two years. But that's where you want that. Right. Yeah. So this yeah. is this is our big dog. This is our big dog. We always trained up to be the big dog. So this will always be at four years. This is what we wanted to hang our hat on. And you guys got the first the sneak peek. The labor behind that, the time that it mm-hmm. takes. I feel so lucky because this is just... Top notch. Kudos, yes. But guys, you are so multidimensional over there at Bear Creek. And not only that, you have a tasting room that's bar none off the hook. The cocktails are amazing. But the other spirits that you have there. Right. Um, I would say Silver Rum for us came kind of not necessarily anywhere, but it's it's really picked up a lot of steam. You know, we've readjusted in the last eight months or so our pricing structure. 
So you're going to see us right at that affordable, as far as Colorado brands go, we're right in that sweet spot. We've noticed a, a, a good amount of movement with that. Our rye whiskey happens to be allocated right now, which essentially means it's so good that we've sold out of it. Oh, man. And we Congrats. are, we've, we've uh, sourced some new barrel space, so we're in a growth, growth uh, spurt right now, I guess would be a good word for that. And uh, we're really aiming at becoming Colorado's go-to craft brand. I love it. Nice. Wow, you're scaling for that. Well, That's, and you're great with other distillers. You, you're sharing the information and helping rise all boats, I right? Say go in. Can you get a tour? And I will still say that you guys' vodka, the the rye vodka, is absolutely divine. I mean, if you're going to have yourself some vodka or even make, have Debo make your uh, a cocktail and you're in for that vodka, this is the place to go, period. That's, I I can't say enough about it. Those of you guys that are coming for Biker Jim's dinner on Tuesday night. You're in for a treat. We'll be here. Those that don't have tickets, ah, next year. We'll go Can get I them. Can I do dishes? Uh, you'll be here. Come in. Uh, come in here no matter what. Okay. Thank you, guys. Dylan, Jay.